Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. Hey, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So glad that you guys could join us again. And I am excited we have today. Well, first, let me say we are in April at the time of this, um, that this episode is going to be released. It is officially Financial Literacy Month. And so our first episode of the month, we are going to be talking about um, finances, wealth, and all that great jazz. And so, of course, I had to bring my friend, my sister, my twin back onto the podcast, Rachel Hannibal, personal finance coach, author, just all the things to come and have this conversation with me again. Um, I'm not going to introduce her. I'm just going to let her introduce herself. She's no stranger to see God slay goals. Um, but what before we got to, to recording, I just found out that she had a credit score of 840. So just know that she's qualified to talk about what she's about to talk about. Okay. So, hey, Rachel. <laughs> hey, Gwen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am unstoppable. Yes, of course, we love the answer. Um, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are, what you do, and then talk a little bit about why you do what you do. Well, thank you again for having me. I always, always love our talks. Um, I am a certified financial educator. I am the founder of Missing Peace Financial Group. Uh, where I've been for the last six years, a personal finance coach for adults, helping them on their road to financial freedom, and also a financial educator for kids starting at the age of three, going all the way up to college age, children where I teach them credit, budgeting, investing, entrepreneurship, uh, all those things in between um, to make sure that they, they have the information that they need to change our world. Um, so I became completely debt-free. I paid off over $93,000 worth of debt. And yes, I've had a credit score over 800 for about seven or eight years now. And the perfect score is just so close. I feel like I could just taste it. And it, it just tastes like goodness and mercy. <laughs> That's what I, um, and I also saved a year's worth of my income in cash. So I've been just using my story um, with hopes to inspire others to take control of their finances to, uh, you know, get the financial freedom um, that we all deserve and the peace that comes with that. So that basically answers your second question. That's why I do it. Um, I think that uh, for me, it's about peace. And for a lot of people, um, not having their finances together is just is just keeping them from the peace that they deserve and that they need. And so some of it is, is really because we weren't taught. We didn't have these things in our schools and, you know, certain conversations that our parents didn't have at the dinner table growing up. And so uh, I've been like a one-man show for the last <laughs> six years, just telling anyone who would listen, um, just helping them in any way that I can to get, get their finances together. That's awesome. And y'all, she really is and has been in the community um, just giving out this knowledge. When I say giving out, I really mean giving out this knowledge. 
Um, so if you're connected, even if you're not, you definitely want to make sure that you get connected so you can get the information that you need to start or continue your journey to financial freedom. Now, I know people, if they've listened to the intro and they heard your accolades and what you've been able to accomplish, they're probably like, how, you know, how did you get that, that high of a credit score? How were you able to save that much money? How were you able to pay off that large amount of debt? So that's the question. How did you do it? A big part of it was the mindset. Like I had to, I I grew up poor. Like I grew up not having much, you know, certain things getting cut off, uh, utilities and just having to go without. And everyone in my neighborhood was struggling with the same thing. Everyone, all of my friends in school were having financial issues too. And, um, you know, they, they, you joke around about it, you find a way to laugh through pain, but at a certain point, even when I, you know, was a teenager, I said, there has to be more to life than this, and so it was more so I had to go on self-educating myself on, you know, what is investing, what is budgeting, what, what, what is all the assets, what does that even mean, um, and just one step at a time, one day at a time, just shifting towards the better um, and putting myself on a strict budget, um, finding ways to increase my income, whether I was taking up side jobs. Uh, at one point I was working three jobs, <laughs> um, just picking up different uh, jobs here and there, whether it just be, you know, during the holiday season at, at retail stores or things like that and saving up the money or using it to pay down debt and just being, making sure I'm consistent, even with the small things, even if it you know, if it comes to packing lunch, I was committed to packing my lunch every single day for well over a year. I I wanted to be committed to that. I did not want to buy lunch. I did not want to pay for lunch because at the time I worked across the street from the mall and it was easy to just, everybody floods there for lunch and just buy something. Um, And you spend a lot of money that way. So it was just creating a plan, you know, shifting that mindset, but then creating a plan and being consistent with it. Now, some months I was only able to pay an extra hundred dollars on my debt, but then other months I may have been able to pay an extra five hundred dollars on my debt. But you know, understanding that each each dollar was was important, it was getting me one step closer to my goal, and just being being committed and consistent. Yeah, that's good. One of the things you mentioned, um, you said. there was a point in your life where you said there has to be more to life than this. And I think that's really when the change comes, you know, just from what I've seen really only in my own personal life. And then on social media, you know, I had that moment where I'm like, this, this just can't be it, right? Go to work every day. You have all these bills and then you just keep going to work to continue to pay all these bills. And it's like, okay, there, there might not be enough money to pay for the bills. And do you ever really get to enjoy life? Because it seems as if you're just working to pay bills. And I had that moment where it was like, there has to be more to life than this. And I didn't come up in a household where we talked about money or financial things, assets, insurance, stocks, investing, none of that stuff. So these were items that I learned in my adulthood. And so I kind of, I resonate with that, but it really was having that moment where it was like, this can't be it. There has to be more. And I think for anybody who 
is desiring, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, building wealth. I think they have to have that moment as well. Like it just can't be about, okay, the riches, the money, you know, showing, um, showing your bling on social media, right? But it's a deeper, it's a deeper reason. It's a deeper meaning because you do want to leave something for the generation that's coming up behind you, or you, you want to actually enjoy your life. So for you, when you think about wealth, what is wealth to you? How do you define wealth? Wealth is, a big part of wealth is having options. Wealth means you have the option of whether you want to go to work or not. Now, when you're rich, rich people, their income is high, but they have to keep uh, doing something. They have to keep doing something to get, to keep getting that money. Um, but if they, you know, they don't have the option to stop. They don't have the option to have a few weeks off um, because a lot of that income is gonna, you know, is gonna go away or decrease significantly. So with wealth comes options though, you know, and that's really what you want to go for. You want to go for options, options for yourself, options for your children. I mean, I think especially with the pandemic, it really showed the difference between those who are rich and those who are wealthy. Uh, wealthy people had way more like options and a whole lot of wiggle room and, and places they could go and and to keep their kids safe and, and options for homeschooling, options for personalized tutoring and this and that. And, you know, you have different options um, when it comes to wealth and you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, I don't feel like, I don't feel up to it today. I don't feel like working today or I don't feel like working for the rest of my life. Uh, so that's what, that's what comes with wealth. And then of course, having assets that you can pass down. So rich, rich people have income, high income, and wealthy people have a lot of assets. So that's where, you know, that's the distinct difference between the two. So yeah, definitely, definitely the options for you and your family. It makes the, the world of difference. So, okay, I want to come back to this, um, but I want you to explain what an asset is because some people listening just might not know. So what is an asset? So an asset is something that pays you money, whereas a liability is something that takes away your money, right? So adds money to your net worth, that asset adds money to your net worth and a liability subtracts from it. So it can be, you know, rental properties, it could be investments, it could be, um, you know, different things, that, uh, other investments outside of real estate uh, that you, or a company, a business, all those things could be assets and then of course your liabilities are like your your expensive cars and, and things like that uh they they are liabilities great and i also want to plug this because you have a workbook that kind of explains all of this where people can get this information do you want to tell us about your workbook sure uh on my birthday last year i released a full finance workbook, which included exercises, um, tips, and steps that you, realistic day-by-day -day steps that you can take just as the everyday person who wants to take control of their finances. And it is called Pep Talks Personal Finance Workbook. And it's 
a real workbook where you know there's there's some exercises in there some some questions you need to ask yourself um and you know it does explain a lot of the different terms that again i feel like we're we throw around um especially in social media and we assume that people know and they don't so the, the workbook you can get on rachelhannibal.com and all of the proceeds for the workbook goes towards my finance classes for the kids. So when you invest in yourself, you invest in the next generation of millionaires as well. Oh, I love that. So I will link, uh, I'll put the link to the workbook in the notes section of this episode. So you guys can just go ahead and get the workbook. But I want to hop back to this idea of wealth and generational wealth. Um, so there's a, you know, a scripture that's quoted quite frequently um, when we talk about money and wealth. Um, Deuteronomy 8.18 talks about, or it says, and I'm paraphrasing, that God gives you the power to obtain wealth. That's, that's the paraphrase. So you can go look it up and read specifically what it says. But when you look up that word wealth, um, like the meaning of that specific word wealth, it does not just mean you know, money and riches, uh, one of the primary meanings of that word is strength and ability. And that kind of goes back a little bit to what you were saying about how wealth gives you options. Um, and so it's not, again, just about the money, it's about the the ability, The and, and you can go a little bit more into the strength piece that we were talking about before. Um, but about the ability that you will have because of this these options that you have, right? There, there's more that you are able to do. Um, that's what wealth is. You know, again, we like to just correlate it to money, but it's really about options, access, and ability. So you want to talk a little bit more about that and then even uh, about the piece about strength? Yeah, I mean, for when it comes to wealth, yeah, you're really talking about, especially if you have children, you're really talking about opportunities and access, um, which can make a world of difference when you're talking about young people, you know, because once you unlock a door in their mind, you can't, you can't close it back. And so I didn't have access to a lot of different things growing up. Like I wasn't on a, I didn't get on a plane until I was able to pay for myself to get on a plane, or um, I didn't have access to certain programs, certain things. Uh, be just because we didn't we didn't have the money and that does change your life a lot so and when with that access or with those opportunities and those experiences comes knowledge because you, you don't know you don't know what you don't know if you've never experienced certain things before um, but once you do have those experiences and you have that knowledge now you're more powerful you're more powerful and it all came down to you having enough money or having enough access or um, opportunities or, or options to be able to do those things um, that that would unlock that door that could change the whole trajectory of your, of your life. So you definitely want to focus more on that when you're building, when you're thinking of wealth, um, it's, it's far beyond, you know, clothes or social media or how the pictures look or you know all those things cars it's far beyond that um it's really what brings you what what brings you peace 
what does what does that look like for you? What allows you to sleep better at night? And what will allow your children to be able to have different opportunities moving forward or have that option to say no or to walk away or to leave a job if they are, are being mistreated? So you really want to think about it's weird because you're kind of thinking about the things that money can't buy, but it's really they really can buy um they really can buy those opportunities and those and those and those options so you want to think beyond today you want to think beyond today when you're thinking about wealth that's good thinking of thinking beyond today and one of the things you said that I think is important is that throughout this process you gain knowledge that you did not have before and I think that's kind of what's been the missing piece no pun intended (laughs) um for I mean specifically the black community there just was not a lot of education about financial I'll even say even in the um the black church as well there just was not a lot of um, information being presented about money you know it was kind of like a topic that people were scared to talk about was a taboo subject I do feel like now it's getting better you know, there's access to a whole lot of information, you know, more people um, like yourself that are giving this information to our community. And so now it's our job to literally take this information and not just, you know, hoard it for ourselves, but share it and apply it to our lives and also then teach the next generation about what it really is. Because to be honest, you know, they do that in other communities. And that is, part of the reason why those other communities uh, progress quicker than the Black community because they they share information. They're teaching their children these things. They have this access and this knowledge and we, we haven't had it, you know? So I think that's important to for us to do our part in getting the information out as well. Um, I want to kind of segue a little bit because I know people are probably listening. They're like, okay, well, what can I literally tangibly do now to start building wealth? You know, they, they might be in that space where they're like, they're, I know there's more to life than this. You know, I want to be that person that that's not leaving a bunch of bills for my kids when I go, or, you know, I don't want to have to set up a GoFundMe if somebody in my family dies. They want to be different. They want to start building generational wealth. So what are some just practical things people can do to start building wealth? Well, you really want to pay attention to the difference between your income and your outgone. Your income and your outgone. That money, what's in the middle is where your wealth is going to come from. That's that's the money that you're going to use to pay down your debt. That's the money that you're going to use to invest um, in the sow seeds and good ground. That, that money that you have in between. So the, the quickest thing you can do is make a list. I make my clients make a list of five ways that you can increase your income. You can increase money coming into your home, even if it's small amounts, even if it's something that you can sell for $20, even if it's, um, you know, you want to do Uber for one day out of, the, out of the week or whatever it may be. List five ways that you can increase your income and then list five ways that you can decrease the money going out of your home. Maybe that is making your own coffee three days out of the week, or maybe that is packing your own lunch. Maybe that is 
unsubscribing to some things that you probably haven't used in a while. Again, even if it's small amounts. Um, when I started on my debt-free journey, I started paying an extra $5 every month for my student loan debt. Like they gave me the minimum and I still didn't have much, but I was on a mission and I wanted to start somewhere. And it literally started with me paying an extra $5 every month. And I got a little raise at the job and I started paying extra $10 a month. <laughs> um, but if it wasn't for me starting with that $5, $10, I wouldn't have been debt-free when it, when it happened. So um, you really want to focus on, I say every drop fills the bucket. Every drop fills the bucket. So you want to, that's something that we can do today. That's something you can do tomorrow. You can really sit and make a list and focus on doing at least one thing on the list for a whole week and document the difference. Document the difference of you, you know, how much did you save with doing your coffee yourself or how much did you make with doing an Uber for a whole day? What did that look like? Um, and then switch to another thing on the list and, and see what fits, see what works, see what you can do um, for a while. Because really, you want to make sure you're being consistent. I feel like we all start something and we're doing really good in January. Um, and then by the time, you know, the third week of January, uh, we've all let go of all of those things we started. <laughs> and so the point is to do something that you can keep doing. Find something that you can keep doing that you're comfortable with doing over and over again. So that is the quickest way that you can start to, you know, increase that money in between. And now you can invest. Now you can increase the money that you're you're putting into your, your 401k, your retirement accounts, your Roth IRAs. Now you can talk about um, brokerage accounts for yourself, for your kids. And brokerage accounts are investments accounts. Um, where you can buy stocks, bonds, and things like that. Now you can focus on paying down your debt or saving for emergency um, if, if you widen up the gap between, between your income and your outlaw. I love that tip. It seems so simple, but if you actually do the work, it works. And I know I've done that before when I really, okay, looked at everything that I had coming in and everything I had going out. And there was a time where my income had dropped. So I, I was, that's why I was looking at it because my income had went down. And so I needed to know what I could, you know, take out of my expenses. And when I really looked at it, you know, a lot of the stuff that we have or that we're paying for, we really don't need, you know, we have a lot of subscriptions, you know, we are, you know, we might be eating out for lunch every day. Those little things, like Rachel said, they add up every, she said every drop, would you say every drop in the bucket counts? Every drop helps to fill the bucket. Every drop helps to fill the bucket. Literally every penny counted in this season of my life that I was in. And so I was canceling subscriptions. And the funny thing was I was okay. I was okay with a dramatically uh, lower income than what I was used to because the things that I thought I needed, I really didn't need. And so reviewing your income and your um, expenses, well, let me use your terminology, your income and your outgoing, right? That's what you called it. Yes. Reviewing that is a very powerful um, exercise. And what it does, it actually lets you know the reality of the situation. Because I think sometimes 
we don't even know what the status of our, our financial life is. We're just kind of going about our day to day or we're just doing things that we're used to doing. And we don't really know what the status is. We don't know how much it'll take for us to save up for a house or to reach these goals that we might have in our minds. We need to see see the dollars. We need to see what's really happening. And doing this exercise, I mean, y'all, I've done it. It will really help you. Um, there was something else that I was, while you were talking, of course it slipped my mind but just do the exercise and the workbook that Rachel has, it'll definitely help you um, with that exercise as well. Um, one of the things I saw on social media, you know, talking about one of the terms that, that kind of gets thrown around too is net, net worth. And I saw something on social media that said, um, when a baby comes into the world, they have a net worth of zero and that baby has a higher net worth than most adults. And when I thought about it, that's a factual statement because a lot of us, we have a lot of debt that is lowering, lowering our debt income and just comparing it just to the thought of a baby is kind of like, wow, that's, that's a powerful comparison. So can you talk a little bit about um, what net worth is and how you calculate that? Yeah, so net worth is basically taking the total value of what you own, meaning you have full ownership, total value of what you own, not how much you pay for the car, with the, the value of the car. Um, so in, in everything else that you own, total, totaling all those things up and subtracting what you owe. So it is assets minus liabilities. So you want to give a total value of everything that you own. And then you also want to list all of your debts. Who do you owe and how much do you owe? So once you, you know, take your ass, the total of your assets and subtract your liabilities, that is going to give you a net worth. And you're correct. Um, the last time I checked, which is 2019, um, I haven't checked since the pandemic because it changed since then but in philadelphia where i am two-thirds of the people the residents in philadelphia have a negative net worth so they're worth you know they're not even worth a dollar wow and unfortunately many of the people that we love and admire um, are, are probably worth more dead than they are alive because alive you're creating more liabilities so at least if you're dead, you're not creating any more liability. So a lot of people are worth more dead than they are alive. Um, and there's a lot of different factors there. Of course, we are trying to keep up with the Joneses and we have to, you know, our social media has to look a certain way. We're in like secret competition with people who don't even know we're in competition with them, who probably don't even know we exist. Uh, and, we think that more income should automatically mean more debt. Oh, I got a raise. Let me get a bigger, let me get a new car. Oh, I got a, a new job. Let me get a bigger house. Let me, let me, you know, increase, increase. Everything is just increase, you know? And so that's why we end up, again, there's a difference between the rich and the wealthy because a lot of rich people, you know, they'll make a lot of money, but they'll also spend a lot. So their, their, their net worth is not 
nothing at all. Um, but then, you know, you have the wealthy who has a pretty good net worth. So your net worth is something that you really need to pay attention to. I don't think, uh, again, this is a new terms that were thrown around now recently, but for a long period of time, I didn't hear anyone use those words. Um, we focus more on like, oh, go to, go to school, go to college, get a good job so you can make good money, I guess, now to pay for the college that you just went to to get them. Like, oh, go to college, pay money, go to college so that you can make money to pay back the money you put out <laughs> to go to college. And I'm like, nobody's mentioning net worth here. <laughs> like, this is kind of like, um, I was like, that's kind of backwards, don't you think? Um, so yeah, this this conversation of net worth is so needed, but unfortunately, it's, it's late for a lot of people and they, they're already in a hole that um, sometimes they're discouraged from, from trying to dig themselves out of. But um, again, here we go with the, with the every, every drop helps to fill the bucket because every time you're paying down debt, if you pay down an extra $10, that's increasing your net worth by $10. If you're saving more in your retirement account, every time you do that, you're increasing your net worth. Every time you decrease a debt, you're, you're increasing your net worth. And every time you increase the value of an asset, your savings accounts, your retirement accounts, your investment investments, you are increasing your net worth. So you, you need to make those steps to every small thing. It helps you change that number. Absolutely. And so you're right. It can be discouraging because I was discouraged when I, when I first started my personal journey to financial freedom. I had to do all this. I had to look at my income, you know, assets, liabilities, net worth. And when I calculated my net worth, <laughs> y'all, I almost cried because it was negative. I mean, it still is. Honestly, it is still negative. I went to a private school for college, undergrad and grad school. So I have six figure debt from just in student loans. And so looking at my net worth when I first did it years ago, it was, oh my goodness, it was very, very discouraging. And, you know, at that point I hadn't heard anything about, you know, investing or wealth and none of this stuff. So I understand people might be listening and it can seem overwhelming, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, Rachel is a success story and there's so many other people who have, you know, reached their goals financially. It is possible. Um, I just want you all to not give up on the journey and understand that that's what it is. It's a journey. That's what it was that I had forgot that I wanted to talk about. The fact that it's going to be a process, right? We're talking about building generational wealth or building wealth it's not something that's going to be necessarily instantaneous. You know, it's not going to be, okay, I'm in this place today. And then next year, I'm going to be rich and wealthy. You know, it's going to be a journey, not saying that it can't happen, that God can't do it, that he can't send a miracle and all that good stuff, but it's a journey. You know, how long did it take you to accomplish those things that you accomplished? Well, it took me because I was doing two things at once. I was in, doing my emergency money and I was paying down debt. Um, so I'll say probably about five years uh, for me to do do both. Yeah, and while you're in that, five years can seem like a long time. But in the grand scheme of things, when you really look at your life and you think about, okay, the, the entire span of your life and then even the things that you want to pass down to your children, 
you know, a process of five years, maybe making some sacrifices, being a little bit more disciplined with your finances, that's nothing compared to what it is that you're trying to to get to, right? So I just want y'all to be encouraged, understand that it is a journey, don't give up on the journey and get get around a community of people who have like minds, who have like uh, or similar goals as you and, and just keep pressing. So you know, well, go ahead. A big part of you asked how to how you know how we start to build generational wealth. A big part of that is credit too, which is something else that wasn't discussed uh, when I was younger. Um, but the numbers say that bad credit can cost you an extra one hundred thousand dollars over the term of your, your lifetime, and so you're paying extra fees, you're paying extra deposits, you're paying more on interest, you're paying more on all of your insurance policies, all of your everything is you know, you're, you're paying more out, you're throwing more money away. And so imagine $100,000 that you literally threw away because you didn't pay attention to your credit. Imagine being able to invest that over time. Imagine being able to use that to pay down debt. So credit is a, a big part of that um, because you just, why, why do you want to keep throwing money away? They've are, they're already overcharging us for everything anyway. Like, why do you want to give them more? Um, <laughs> And so I just wanted to throw that in here too, because when, when you talked about it being a process, credit, building credit, that is a process, but it is a much needed process and a very important part of the puzzle. There are a lot of people who focus on income, but don't really, um, really focus on the credit as much because um, they figure oh, I'm just gonna pay cash for everything. And I'm like, do you really wanna do that? Cause you're gonna pay extra. Like, do you really wanna throw that extra money away just because you have it? Um, so I just wanted to add that as well. And that's an important point. Again, I think there's a, I won't generalize, but I have heard um, teachings or things passed down about credit, that credit, you know, or having credit cards was bad and, you know, that your credit didn't really matter. So again, these are things, a lot of what we are experiencing now are things that have been passed down, um, just misinformation that has been passed down or the lack of information that just never reached us. And so again, we want to begin to, with with um, this information that we're sharing, begin to break those cycles so that now you have the information, you can implement it, and you can pass it on to your community and to the next generation. So what encouragement, I guess, to that person who, again, is trying to build their wealth, um, they might be in a place where they are discouraged. What encouragement would you give to them um, as they're on this journey? Well, I would say that you really only have two options. Either you can change or you can stay the same. There is no, there's no, in, there's no in between. There's no gray area. Either you, if, you, if, you, if you're comfortable with where you are, then you can stay the same. But if you're not, you can change. And if you feel lost or if you uh, get lost on your journey, that's either because you don't have the map or you're not using it. So if you feel like you're in a position where I don't have a map, I, was, I wasn't taught these things, there are resources and people that you can reach out to or in where places you can go where you can get this information. What does, it, what does budgeting mean? You know, what's the proper way to do this? You know, there's ways you can get a map. Now, if you know what you should be doing um, and you're just not using your map, then 
that's why you're you're feeling lost as well but you know again when we talk about a destination we're talking about destination if I'm on a journey and I am driving somewhere you know of course my GPS is telling me it's going to give me all 30 steps I need to get there but I'm thinking about what do I need to do right now what turn do I need to make right now and at what intersection do I need to do it I'm not I'm not thinking about all 30 of them so I would encourage you to do one thing every day make one step every day to get you one step closer to financial freedom or financial peace maybe today it is pulling your full credit report going over going over it, reviewing it um, and then you, you know, check it off the list and you go ahead and rest good and, and go to bed. And then tomorrow you get up and say, I'm going to create a savings plan. And then you do that and you go ahead and go about your day. And then just one thing every day, because you really need to look at how every transaction that you make, either is taking you away from financial freedom or is taking you one step closer. There is no standstill. Every transaction is either taking you one step away or one step you know, towards it. So um, I would say one step at a time, one turn at a time uh, and, and, and don't overwhelm yourself, but you do have the map. Nine times out of 10, you probably do have the map and you're just, you're just not using it. Wow, that's so good. And she's right. Every transaction is either getting you closer to your goals or taking it away. Literally today, oh my goodness, I was on Amazon And I said, well, I said I needed some joggers, but I really don't need joggers. And so I had to think, do I really need these? You know, is this really going to help me get closer to my goals? This is literally a conversation I'm having with myself. And so thankfully, I'm at the place now where I can just have some self-control and not buy everything I see on Amazon. But these are literally in the moment things that you have to do when it comes to your, um, your financial freedom. You have to think is this going to get me closer to my goal or is it going to take me further away? So thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and chatting with us. Let everybody know how they can reach you. And if you have anything coming up that maybe people can attend or support, let us know. So thank you again for having me. I've enjoyed yet again, our time together. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Rachel Hannibal, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-N-I-B-L-E on Facebook. Every Friday, we have Finance Friday parties on uh, Facebook where I give out 10 free tips every single Friday. Uh, So come hang out with us and and get these free tips as we move towards financial freedom together. Um, But also if you're on Instagram, I am at peptalks underscore, peptalks, all one word, underscore. Um, and if you would like to book a one-on-one session um, with me or a group session, a group finance party, even for your, for your kids or for adults, um, you can go to my website, rachelhannibal.com and um, request a millionaires in training class or a one-on-one session there. Um, as far as coming up, I just recently hit a milestone of 75 schools, universities, and organizations that have had my millionaires in training classes in their programs. So um, I am pushing, I'm pushing for a hundred. That's my goal now. My new goal is a hundred. Um, so next time we talk, I'll be there. Yes. <laughs> next, next time we talk, I'll be there. Um, 
but right now the classes that I have going on right now are not open to the public, um, but definitely stay tuned with me on social media as I release some new products and programs that I'm putting together to help you teach your kids about money at home. And also um, you can buy Amber's Magical Savings Box, which is an interactive children's book teaching kids about earning and saving money. Everywhere books are sold, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Um, and that is for ages three to 10. So that is something that you can get for your kids and you can help them, you know, change how they feel about money and put them on the right path with their relationship with money at an early age. Awesome. And I will put all of that information in the show notes. Again, Rachel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Guys, get connected and let's build wealth together. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.